Thanks so much for listening in to today's episode. Today I'll be speaking with Adam Ashcroft. From growing up in a family business, he started in retail from a young age. As his dad built their own local IGA, fast forward a few years later after Adam's father's hard work in building their IGA, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And this led Adam and his brother to creating a business called Brotos, a funky sock business that donates a percentage from each sale to prostate cancer. And their mission is to get people to talk about prostate cancer and get men to go to the doctor and get checked. The Funky Socks designs stick out in a crowd and they cause people to ask questions, where are they from and what are they about? And this is the movement that they're looking to create and the momentum that's been building is crazy. Selling 50,000 socks in the space of three to four months and consistently growing their business by up to 50% per year, this movement is making a real impact. We talk about the three critical points of building a business and why you need these points to succeed and how to support your own family in similar circumstances, not only for your loved one, but for yourself as well. And we also touch on how this can be a blessing in disguise. Thanks so much for listening in, guys, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks so much for listening in to today's episode. Today I'll be speaking with Adam Ashcroft. From growing up in a family business, he started in retail from a young age. As his dad built their own local IGA, fast forward a few years later after Adam's father's hard work in building their IGA, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And this led Adam and his brother to creating a business called Brotos, a funky sock business that donates a percentage from each sale to prostate cancer. And their mission is to get people to talk about prostate cancer and get men to go to the doctor and get checked. The Funky Socks designs stick out in a crowd and they cause people to ask questions, where are they from and what are they about? And this is the movement that they're looking to create and the momentum that's been building is crazy. Selling 50,000 socks in the space of three to four months and consistently growing their business by up to 50% per year, this movement is making a real impact. We talk about the three critical points of building a business and why you need these points to succeed and how to support your own family in similar circumstances, not only for your loved one, but for yourself as well. And we also touch on how this can be a blessing in disguise. Thanks so much for listening in, guys, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right. Thanks so much for joining on to the podcast today, Adam. Before we jump into too much, who are you and what do you do? All right. Uh, my name is Adam Ashcroft. I'm co-founder of Brotos with my brother, Ben. Used to be retail all my life. It's all I've ever known. So family's got a couple of IJ businesses that was... As soon as you can walk, go and get trolleys. As soon as you can talk, get on a register. If you can lift something, work everywhere else. So I've done that all my life. Something that 
has always been fun, always good with customers and staff, the rapport, uh, but it was never something I could really do on my own. So fortunately, we've had a long run prostate cancer in our family. So that was the fourth generation to successfully get it. So we, we know it's a, a matter of when, not if. Uh, so 2017 saw him pick up his, his prostate cancer diagnosis. So that was yeah, three years ago. Uh, so brother and I have started just the sock business. So fun, bright, quirky conversation starters more than accessories for fashion. Uh, yeah, so since then, it's just um, taken off to something that I can focus on full time. And the last six months of doing it nonstop, it's been, it's been, been eventful. It's been fun. So you've said that, you know, your father's like fully recovered now, which is really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's obviously the process he, he went through is you go through the, the doctors, so what they want to do, the different steps, the different options. But when you've got cancer inside you, the only option you want is to get it out. So yeah. the prostate is uh, a bit of a metaphor. It's like an orange. So his cancer was contained within the skin of, the, of his prostate. So in theory, when that got removed through microbiotic surgery, uh, which is the, meant to be the safest way. It goes around the nerve, so you still get use. We should stop telling me that he's got good use, but he still has use. Yeah, so in theory, it goes with it. So he, he was at stage two. Uh, PSA was about a 5.0, which is pretty safe to say you can escalate it, but with the prostate being removed, the, uh, the cancer went with it. So here's one of the rare situations, which is something that we want to try and spread the word, spread the message that it's not all dire straits negative. It's um, you catch it early, you get on top of it. Eventually we'll work out stage one, stage twos, and you can rectify it, get it fixed. So at stage three plus you sort of in a bit more trouble uh, where then it's outside the prostate and does start to spread around to other parts of the body. And then it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to contain. So we understand every bloke with the prostate, we're all stubborn. We don't talk about health. We don't like to, Go and get the checkups to all the things, but it is a blood test. It's something simple. Uh, depends on how well you know your doctor. You could get the physical, but start off with a blood test and get to know your numbers. If they're under five, you're okay. If it started there, generally you're going to be able to work out a plan to fix it. So there is some positives. It's just uh, yeah, cancer's not a good thing. Negative for everyone, and not yeah. just the person with it. It's families, friends. It's it's a bigger picture. So yeah, we just want to let people know that as long as you're aware of it, you know that it's out there. You know you actively trying to do something about it it's it's not all bad so that's our goal that's our mission and to have a bit of fun on the side selling some socks that's always good as well and that's the nicest thing too it takes it kind of brings that light hardness to it too i feel well the conversation started so yeah. people walk around if you're wearing a pair of those you're going to get asked questions as long as the answer eventually leads to look it's just to try and raise awareness for prostate cancer that that's the goal yeah so if um if it takes these to do it then i've always been a bit of a eccentric person same as my brother always a bit loud personality's a bit loud so this was something that we've always had a bit of a, an interest in since we were sort of 12 putting in our business clothes or school clothes we'd always try and wear the the bright larry's and sort of not to look at me's but just want to be different blacks and blue socks they're a bit boring these are a bit of a yeah, talks a lot about personality so yeah definitely different designs it's a it's a lot of personalities covered so but that makes it fun and I think that's the biggest thing too, especially being in a, a country town too, where people don't really yep. express themselves as fully. Um, it uh, is hard too, for especially yeah. men. Well, men are men. We're horrible. We're stubborn creatures of habit. We just need to try and get a little bit better or keep getting nagged enough to, to go and do something about it. So. Definitely. It's, 
it's definitely a, there's been a change i still feel like in orange like compared to five years ago like when i first left and uh went to london like when i go back there when i went back there two years ago i just felt like there was such a big shift in like especially like men too like the way that they express themselves i thought it was really um yeah. really cool to see that people were a lot yeah. more open with their emotions yeah no it definitely is helping we've had um you look back at the the old school, the testaments, it was, it's, it's not weak to speak, all that sort of things that people were, especially mental health, people were very, very closed about it, very, um, I don't know, maybe a bit stubborn, maybe a bit embarrassed, a bit shy, but not knowing that, yeah, we're human, like, we feel things, just because you're going through something, how hard is it to go through it on your own? Like, if you're trying to move a car, you're better off moving it with 10 people, so it's the same with, you, with your health as well, but yeah, we finally come around to the stigma that it's, it's not embarrassing you're not a, it's not a macho thing if you've got issues nine out of ten blokes are going to relate to those issues so there's definitely more help now than there was back in the day one would say but yeah, yeah it's um yeah, it's good that we can finally talk about it without being bullied or criticized or victimized about being being weak or yeah because everyone's got some, got some stuff just and that's the reason about it that's the reason I feel that people don't get these checkups too, because, you know, they, they feel a little bit like they've got this role to play and that stops them from getting these yep. checks for prostate cancer and such. Yep. Yeah, for sure. It's, just, it's not just prostate cancer, be with everything. Yeah. We, um, men will always find a reason, find an excuse not to go and, and do something, especially if it's something that only affects us. We're, we're pretty proud. Obviously, if we've got something, a woman in our life or something and they've got an issue, we're the first to just tell them what to do. But when it comes to ourselves, we're, we're really quite useless. Many lessons to learn, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I feel like I've learned a lot of lessons as we go through each year. Yeah, it's good so, to be growing up. We start listening. But we're getting there. Still learning. Yeah, 100%. So with the, the business, you you donate a certain percentage from each side yeah, as so, well, which is really cool. Yeah, we're 10% of profit. So we um, I still need to be sustainable to keep on doing it, but I don't want to do it for the money. I want to do it for the, the message. I want to get more success stories more than more stores or more profits it's obviously the more we sell the more we can donate which is sensational but yeah 10 percent of profit so uh i think in the last two and a half years we've donated about fifteen thousand dollars so we've so partnered good. with um prostate cancer foundation of australia so we've been recognized as a corporate partner which is a lot of fun that was a big um such an achievement confidence yeah that was good for us so we, for someone starting out in supermarkets selling a line in the in the back of the aisle just to try and do something positive and successful it's actually turned into a lot of people seeing the good and, and wanting to get behind it so yeah about 15 grand so far and that's what um, we keep doubling that every financial year so the last three years it has gone to a, to 50 percent or higher for the year after and then uh, yeah on track for this year we should be up at around 25 so it's going yeah, it's going really well. Obviously, the more we can spread the word, spread the awareness, uh, more stores are willing to jump on board and, and retailers are seeing not just the, the GP that they can make, but the, the difference that they can emotionally make inside the store, the culture. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. It's been a lot of a lot of good feedback has come from the prostate side of it as well, considering it's, it's still a pretty negative, shitty topic. But there's silver linings. They're just hidden. And that's the thing, like you're starting the conversation that people don't want to start, but it is a needed no. conversation. Well, you don't, yeah, you don't want to talk about cancer because generally everyone does have a, a relative story, friends, family, distant family, whatever it might be, and, and they're generally no good. No one says cancer, oh, yes, yeah, we beat that like it's a common cold. It's, it's sad, but unfortunately it's, um, it's there, it exists. We just can't sort of keep hiding from it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And with your business, like you've made like, it's such a big growth. And I just think that's for the pure fact that you're actually doing this with good intention. You know, like if yeah. you're not doing it for a profit, you're doing it to create a community of people who can open connect. Yeah, well, it, it freely. Is, yeah, I think it's a trump card having, having the emotion behind it, having the passion behind it. I'm not pushing a product. I'm, I'm trying to push a, a movement, if that makes sense. So it's not, um, it's not about trying to get people to buy socks so that they can wear them. That's great. But if people aren't going to ask you the questions about them or if you're not going to wear them, knowing that there's a, a greater good than just a pair of fashion, that's, um, yeah, I think that's definitely given us a bit of an advantage over why wouldn't you buy them? Or if you see another pair for $15, you see these for $5, it's, it should just be about there is value in them. Uh, they are a great product. It's, they're a lot of fun. But we're trying to keep that price down so we can spread more out there and, and try and get people to talk about it, to spread awareness. Obviously, we've got the whole thing to do the ribbon. That's what we want to talk about, to do the, the birds and the Superman with capes. Like, they're great, but if they're not going to start a conversation around why the hell are you wearing those, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Especially, you go out on the golf course and you, you see, obviously, that the Larry outfits, these go with that. Except if you're wearing a bright orange shirt, people go, why are you wearing that for? And you go, ah, because I like it. If you're wearing these, hopefully it turns into, because it supports something that, that's bigger than, than bigger than socks. And that, that uh, goes I think into telling that story too. Like, you, yeah, the more people hear the story, the more people can really like catch on and be a part of that journey. Yeah, well, it's like a bit of the bandwagon. So obviously, if you get more people talking about it, social media jumps on board and they focus on something happening in the world. People gravitate to that topic. So the more conversations about them, hopefully, can just get some more people, more blokes. The purpose of it should be some blokes go, oh. I'm hearing a lot about it, but I don't know what mine is. Yeah, okay, I'll go and get a check. And it's a blood test. Obviously, you can go for the, how you doing, doc? But it's a blood test. Go and get it done. And it's, uh, it's very simple. And again, you can get a note. Your wife will know. Your kids will know. You, you, your parents will know. Your brother's sibling. It doesn't matter. People will know that for now, once a year, you're okay. And when it gets to something that's probably not okay, you know about it. You monitor it. If you've got this little alien going inside you, I think you'd want to know about that. So it's, um, it's just awareness. Get on top of it. Put your pride aside. Go get a blood test. Go make friends with your doctor. It, it's really quite simple. It's just frustrating that we let it go too far and then it becomes irreversible. Yeah, absolutely. Taking action before like there's, you don't yep. have that opportunity. With starting out, you only started out with, it was two stores? And then yeah, it was only our own two stores that we had in our own groups. And they were, uh, <laughs> they were some average designs. Just a very boring stripy patterns and we've definitely evolved since then we only had about 20 different patterns available in the first batch the first launch yeah. uh it's now over 300 and they uh, if anyone said we've got a couple of hobbies or tell me a little bit about yourself i'll find something to map so we've um it's definitely evolved but that's only because of the support of the, the customers buying them it's the only way we've been able to, to to grow which is appreciative it's the only way we can keep doing what i'm doing hopefully keep spreading the word and it's cool because it's like through local IGAs. I think that's the really cool thing because yeah. it's actually getting put out there even more yep. by locals versus, I guess, essentially trying to reach out to big companies and be like, hey, can you help? And them usually being like, oh, you don't really have enough of an audience. We don't yeah. really think you can do this. You're progressing through your own tribe, which is really cool. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think the, the first initial success of it was it was Ian. So it was my father who in Orange, we've been here for 32 years and uh, people knew 
who he is. They knew the story. The staff obviously know who the boss is. And I think having the, the picture of him, yeah, it's um, it, it does show that it, it is a personal and quite a, a close thing. It's not just a, a generic label that says, I'm a product, I'll make a, a store profit. It's not. It, it definitely has a story around it. But in town initially, I think the big boost of where the uplift came from was, yeah, being a successful and a family close-knit story that uh, the people went, yep, I know that guy. And, and since then, we've, we've had his own mates come in saying, yeah, because your, your dad went through what he did, I, I thought I was bulletproof as well, but I've, got, I've been checked and yeah, shit, I've, I've picked it up as well. And a lot of men do. Um, but yeah, no, I think the initial success of being that family and having that personal story, I think that's what sells the product more is, is the, the story, not, not the product. Yeah, absolutely. I think too many people, when they're even when they're starting a business, they get too caught up in like dollar signs and no. you know, making no. some kind of impact or doing something for a good cause. Yep. And they wonder why they're not progressing. It's because they've got the wrong yeah. intentions for it. If you are selling something that you believe in and it means more than a dollar, more than a profit, uh, I, th I think that's a good start. So obviously yourself, if you're, your health and fitness, you're not just a this is my product, you are your brand. You, you do your training, you do all your advertising, you live your industry. I think that shows people that you're your own business card. So you obviously believe in it. It's obviously something passionate to you. And I don't think if you've got that, I don't really care what your business structure setup looks like. If you don't believe in your product or believe in your brand, I think you're in trouble. I think that's yeah. where people go chase the profit and wonder why as an entrepreneur, they, they keep going through different, different industries they haven't found something that they truly believe in. If you're great at what you do, eventually your profit will come. But if you're only chasing the dollar sign, it's like trying to grab smoke. You just won't succeed. Oh, it's absolutely like you can't, if you're not authentic in what you do, I don't think no. that you're really going to ever really connect to someone and, you know, no. grow that moment. And you do, you'll come across as, uh, just come across as a suit. You, you don't come mm. across as sleazy, sleazy no, salesman. Yeah, yeah, there's just no, um, I'm not here for you. I'm here for the dollar, but it's irrelevant if you don't have customers. It's, um, they need to give you a reason why they need to spend with you. Obviously the, the power of a dollar today is worth more than ever has. So why would they give you that dollar? What do they get back? So I think if you can show them that they're going to believe in you, you've, you've got a edge, you've got a trump card. I think that's what we're both doing. We're selling a product that is what we live and breathe. It's not just material. Absolutely. And just like helping people solve problems that need to be solved. Like with your socks, you're solving the problem of lack of communication and a lack of expression and getting people to get tests, which is something that, you know, if you didn't say that to me before, I would like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have realized it. But when you think about it, you're like, well, that like, that's, that is the mission. That is the story. That's amazing. The mission statement that we have envisioned is awareness. If people are talking about it, I'm rich. doesn't matter if there's money in the bank. I'm it's irrelevant. If people are talking about it, spreading the word, getting the checks, getting some good results and doing something about it, I'm rich. That's what I want. That's, that's where my drive is. People can, well, sons and brothers can live the life that I'm living is you get sat down. Your dad's got cancer. It destroys you. You obviously you think the worst, everything starts to snowball and mentally you, you go crazy. You talk to your dad about what are you doing? He's scared. He doesn't want to talk about it. And it is a flow on effect. It's a ripple effect. So it definitely needs to be spoken about. And, and that's where 
you and I are doing what we're doing. If, if we can live and breathe our product and in our industry, you're seeing your own customers, they'll look at you and go, you've got something different. There's something different about what you're selling. Uh, obviously, we've got the passion, the pride. We've got the good morals. We're doing it for the right reasons. To, to us, that makes us rich. I reckon that's important. I would not be a personal trainer if I wasn't in it for like helping people because I don't know if I told or you might have heard it before, but I had a stroke two years ago. Oh, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, working uh, six, 16 to 18 hour days, just purely on the fact of just, you know, it's just what you have to do sometimes. And I can guarantee you I'd never, I would never do this role if I was not passionate about it. Hey, nah. I love nah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's more important. Driving to work, you can either be two people. It's always look at the water with the glass in it. It depends on your focus. If you see the glasses are tough forward, you've got something to look forward to, you're going to have a good day. You spend, what, a third of your life at work. You might as well do what you enjoy. That's the biggest thing I think people don't realise is when you're at your work or your career, you know, you spend more time with strangers than you do your family or friends. Yeah. Yep. So you have to enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. And what when you were going through, like, you know, you're starting the brand out, you know, you're going through this really hard time with, with your family. How did you really get through that emotionally? Um, well, we're the same as dad. So our emotions are a little bit odd as well. We, we like to put the wall up and tell everything that everything's okay. But I think, as you mentioned before, the, the stigma of it's okay to talk about it was very helpful, especially with dad. Like he's, he's one of the baby boomers. He's for the first 30 years of his life, he, he was had a pretty tough as well. And he doesn't like talking about the soft emotional things as well. So for him to finally break that down and realize that he isn't bulletproof. And when he started talking to Ben and I about exactly what was going on, that was so helpful for Ben and I. We would then know, not guess, we would know exactly where he's up to, what the process is, what are the steps. Otherwise, we would be sitting there going, well, we're going to assume the worst because that's what creatures do. We just go, okay, there's a bad thought in our head that snowballs and snowballs and snowballs. So I think the best thing Dad ever did was put his pride to the side and actually see that it was affecting a lot of people, not just himself. Obviously, he was losing sleep and stressing out. His mental health took probably a bigger hit than his physical health did. But when he started explaining exactly where he was up to, that made it so much better. So communication was probably the biggest breakthrough that we actually had. And now that he's come out of it healthy, obviously, with the cancer has been removed, uh, he's spending more time with the grandkids. We're spending more time playing golf and he's not so much of the workaholic and it's made his life, uh, this sounds horrible, but out of all the bad things that you could happen in life, this was probably the best one. Yeah. It has given him a, such a different perspective about his own life, let alone friends, family. Um, so yeah, there, there has been a lot of silver linings and I think communication and putting that pride aside definitely helped him because he could talk about it as well. He, he knew that he wasn't coping. So when he would start talking to Ben and I and uh, we would have a, a good discussion about what the next step is and then we could turn it into a bit of a, a bit of a banter and had a bit of a laugh with him about his, um, his erectile dysfunctions and yeah. it made it a lot of fun. And I think that definitely helped. It put a bit of a sense of humour on something that should be really quite sad and serious and depressing but everyone will have their own uh, their own process but his communication and our reaction to knowing exactly where he was up to was like a godsend that was amazing 
So that's um, just talking about it definitely definitely helps us. It helped him. But yeah, he's come out of it different, less workaholic, more family orientated. And it was uh, yeah, it's been been really nice actually. Become best mates with your dad. It's probably every bloke's dream. So yeah, absolutely. Good. And that's I guess that's you know that's the the good thing about you know you have these bad experiences, but there is a reason. I still yeah. kind of believe that you know things happen for these and especially to men you'll usually see that you know whether it be you lose something in life whether it be a relationship your career usually people it's a godsend to them because it helps them actually realize that yep. they can manipulate and change their world the way they want it to and they're not really defined yep. by you know say especially what owning yeah absolutely and especially coming from his background of you know working working to the bone literally to get IGA up and running and, you know, expanding and teaching you guys everything, really like sacrificing a lot. Um, that would have been hard for him to actually, you know, let those, uh, that ego, that pride down to actually 100%. open up. Yep. And that, that was his biggest challenge. Thankfully he got through that. So it's been yeah, really good knowing that just because his, his door was closed to him, he started to see all the windows. Once he got through that window, it was a different life, a better life. So it's, uh, yeah, he's, he's really good now. Mentally, he's physically, probably the fittest he's been in a long time. He's, he's back into his, uh, his PTs every week and he's back to the gym. He's got his six pack back. He's wrapped. Still, uh, for a 61 year old fella, he's, he's a he, little bit. He's a so, goer. <laughs> he's a goer. He's a goer. But he's doing it for the healthy reasons. Yeah, well, of course. Which is, um, which is really good. And that's the biggest thing, too, like when I guess making sure that you get back on that wagon as well. I could be so beneficial yeah. for him. And I know that you, you know, your brother works out as well quite a bit. The shot keeps him very fit. He doesn't yeah. need to be doing too much. Whereas uh, I've got to do a little bit more sitting in the car and driving around and yeah, life got a little bit lazy. So I'll get back into mine as well. But we've never been an unfit family. So yeah, always really active. And yeah. with, with your business now, so your, how many stores are you at now? And where do you want to go? What's your kind of uh, like? How do you, how do you keep yourself motivated to continue to grow? Every time we get a new store, that always excites me. You get the opportunity to grow awareness in that area, where that, wherever that town is. So we've got just over a hundred stores now across mainly New South Wales, Queensland, Victoria, and yep. we've got one in Perth. So we're working on the other side of Australia, but with all the COVID stuff, trying to get in the car, travel cross borders, and do do the things that I want to be doing. It's a bit tricky at the moment, but I think just the potential is probably the most motivating thing that gets me here, gets me with the excitement that I've got. To get to 100 stores, to get to 200 stores, there's no milestone. As long as people are buying them and reordering them, that excites me. That, that's enough motivation for me. And obviously the more stores we get on board and we're ticking different parts of Australia, we've got the opportunity to drive awareness into those areas. So that's, um, yeah, that keeps me going. I reckon that's a lot of fun still. And I can still go into the stores and as you do, you walk around, you do a quick store walk and talk manager and but you come across as a different type of a rep. I think oh, that's what I classify myself. So I've gone over the other side of the fence now. Yeah. From dealing with reps to being a rep. So blessing to that, I've learned what not to do, but it's still, um, it's still, it's still a lot of fun. You get in the car and you see things that I've never seen before because obviously stuck inside four walls and it has been really good. And I'm still feel like I'm working for my family. So even though this is sort of my venture with my brother, he's, he's got his own life going on with his own store. So I've taken this role on as more hundred percent myself, but having the three of us on the la on the tags is 
it still drives you. So you know that you're doing it for something sort of bigger than yourself. So it's still working with my brother. It's still the whole product. The whole, I wouldn't be if dad didn't develop his prostate cancer. This product product wouldn't be here. Um, so every time I, I do get an order and I do get some out in the world, out in the network, it's, it does. It's still exciting. It makes it it's a bit of a proud moment for me. So it's, um, that, that's motivating. That keeps me going. That's good though, because like you, it's more the good thing you said, it's not about the numbers, which is the best thing because if you get, yes, you have KPIs and you have targets and things like that. And I've said this before, like you can have all these targets, but if you've got no real emotional attachment to things and you have no reasoning behind them, like what is your driving factor and what is the, like, what are you actually, what problem are you solving and how are you helping? Hmm. No, it's just, you get those little things. I even you sent me a photo the other day of one of your local IJs and yeah, the photo of the tower and two things that really excite me is one you've seen it you know that it's there and you know that it's mine the other thing is it, it looks smashed <laughs> That's yeah. so, so they've got more stuff coming but um just to see the fact that it is working whether the stores believe in the story or they're just chasing the profit as a sustainable business needs to do it doesn't really bother me as long as they're giving me a go I've, i know why i'm selling the product um most stores are selling it to make GP out of it, which is, uh, that's fine, that's no problem. Their business, lineups, missions, KPIs, they've got a lot more stress than I do. So their, uh, their motivators are purely based around turnover, which, which is, that's fine. That's how we used to run our business as well. We can't feed people, we can't feed ourselves. So I get that. Uh, good, yeah, at least it's good to actually go back to my own product and have a different motivator besides profit. If you believe in your products, people believe in you that the, it just comes later. It's part of the formula. So yeah. you'll find that with yourself. It's word of mouth reputation. If you're good at what you do, people will find you. And well, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, well, and hopefully that, that's, we've got that right. Otherwise we're in trouble. But from my experiences, it's yeah, you definitely have to live and breathe your brand. And that's yep. what you're doing too with that. Your brand awareness, hundred percent. You're giving people a reason to talk. It's super crazy. Like, just like super cool just how much like it's grown in three years like three years like yeah. for business like that's a that's huge growth like people like usually see what depending on the business what the business is but you know 10 15 20 percent but you've been yep. hitting like 50 percent yeah we're doubling our turnover and then obviously in the last uh, six months since i've left left ij full time to, to focus on this we've sold uh, just under fifty thousand pairs in four and a half months so that's been unbelievable like just inundated with support positive orders and it's, that general that will motivate you oh absolutely that, that many pairs are out in the network and if a small margin of those share a story around or a question or an answer around why are you wearing them and that leads to a discussion around the blue ribbon job done so I've got 50,000 opportunities in the last five months to do that so that's uh, that excites me it's so nice and you know 50,000 people will talk to at least two people. So yep. no, that's 150,000 people you've impacted. Word of mouth. Yeah. That, that's generally the best. Like you got your social medias and I think I'm too old to know about all that. I'm struggling with socials, but <laughs> word of mouth, it's a bit, it is old school. So I, I still think that's the best form of advertising is getting people to see your belief in the product so that they generally take it in as well. And, and they want to get on board. Absolutely. That's important. The store managers and they, they've had, families, relatives, they've go through the same thing. So they're like, oh, no, no, I get it. Send me a towel, put it at the front of the store. And they're proud to have the product, not for the, 
KPIs, not for the profits, but to actually believe in the story as well, because they can relate to the journey, yeah. which, is, which is huge. Oh, absolutely. If you've got a story that can change someone's life, it's a, it's a no brainer. Like you need to get it out there. You need to inspire more people. You need to empower more people to do that. So super lovely and super inspiring to see. Super proud of you too. Like it's huge. Oh, I was um, looked after, had good stuff always looking after me so I could put my time in other things. Yeah, for sure. What would, what advice would you have for people who might be starting out their own brand? Like if you had three critical points that are really essential, what would they be? Do you believe in your product? Or are you believing in the, the model? So first thing would be if you do not go to work, and we've, we've spoken about it, if you don't drive into work, you're not excited to get there, you're probably in the wrong industry. So, and that's okay. There are thousands of industries. The best thing to do if you are chasing a profit, you're chasing a wage or a salary, or you want the finer things in life, to me personally, I would be materialistic. You need to work out what is important to you and how do you chase down that path. Eventually, doing what you love, you're not working. So if you can spend a third of your life doing something that you don't feel like is work, you're already doing well. If you are sensational at that and you've got a product, you believe in it, you're persistent, I think eventually your success will come financially. But my first advice would be if that is your 100% driver, your motivator, you're selling the wrong product. You're in the wrong state of mind. You've got to love what you do. Second thing would be it will not happen overnight. That's the hardest part. So just because I'm passionate about it and I love my product and I love my brand doesn't mean people will share that as well. So you will get knocked back. You will get refused. You will get rejected. The best way you get, I can do that, if I go into a store and say, look, I've got this great product, they say no. To me, that means not now, not get out. So I think handling failures will enhance your successes. I think that's still important to know that just because I'm on this journey doesn't mean that every other operator or store owner is on that necessarily same journey. Uh, so you will get knocked back. You will find walking into stores and you're full of passion, you're full of excitement and get told to get out because you're not, they, they don't want to buy socks. That hurts. For me, don't take it personally. So success comes in a fear of rejection. I think that's important. My third thing would be, third thing would be just, just enjoy it. It's a journey. If it doesn't work, you've got other things in life. You, you can't be that type of person that only believes that they've got one good thing to offer the world. Uh, if your journey comes to an, an end, it's not an end. It just goes to a path in the road. There'll be another journey for you at some point. So to know that if something will fail, doesn't mean you're a failure itself. So knowing that, Short term, I think that's going to help me long term, knowing that there is going to be more opportunities in life because of who we are, obviously, with your passion, everything you do as well. If the PT world does go down a little bit to a quieter path, who you are has so much to offer. So knowing that you're not restricted to just that one thing in life, be versatile, look for opportunity. But if it doesn't match with that first and second thing in your life with direction, responsibility, believe in all those things, then I don't think you can become successful as a person overall. So those three things is what I'm going to try and do. Um, hopefully it works. I'll let you know. I'm sure it is already working. It seems to be working. They're definitely, definitely really good critical points though. Because if you don't believe in what you're doing, then how are you going to continue to go through those hard times, especially with rejection? You have to really have like turtle skin to like get over some of the nose you get 
Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Especially the execution of them as well. It's yeah, not absolutely. Just, they're not always friendly, but you embrace them. They're all good. And that was the biggest learning lesson for me, I guess, even on the Sunshine Coast when I um, started operating my PT business full time again, was the fact of just getting a lot of no's at the start. And like you said, it's not a no, no forever. It's just a no for now. And I would recall those people five times throughout that year. And I'm like, all right, Susan, is it time? Like, are you feeling ready? I'm ready whenever you are. Um, and people change. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't know what's going That's on in important. someone's life. You've got to be persistent. But yeah, it's, and it's never a personal thing. I think I used to walk into a couple of the new stores and expect them to say yes, because I know the success. I know the sales. I know the facts, the figures. I know that they'll work. I know that they'll be reordering in three weeks. But they don't know that. So for them to just flat out say, no, get out, not taking that personal was probably in my first couple of months was a bit challenging because I knew that it's such a good thing, but why wouldn't you do this? Um, understanding and respecting that that's just not their thing. That took a while because yeah, you do take it a little bit personal and get in the car and you do your little, your little hissy fit and go on the way to the next door. But I think understanding that, yeah, people aren't always on the same page, on the same level. They've got different things going on in life. They might be short on cash flow. They might have breast cancer that's so close to them that prostate's not relevant. Like there would be certain things that I eventually learned that's not me. They're not saying no to me. They're not rejecting me. They're rejecting the idea. And that's perfectly fine. You go back to those stores, as you said, persistence. You go back to a couple of those stores and they get to know that you are genuine. You're not pushing. You want them to buy it. You don't want to sell it. Uh, Eventually, you can turn a couple of people around and, and that does help. When you do that, the success is so much more than, than those failures. So I think persistence, you're right, yeah. Persistence and believing that people aren't in the same situations, knowing that there is still other things to pursue. Yeah, absolutely. That's on the money. Like, if people actually follow what you've just said then, you know, like, you can go anywhere, really. Yeah, hopefully. I want so to do this. This has got this is this is exciting still. Yeah, absolutely. After three years, it's still it's still a lot of fun. Doing the late nights, doing the, the eighteen hour drives and stuff, it still excites me. It's still good. That's pure passion. That's what people need to find for sure. For anyone who might be, you know, dealing with a family member who's going through the same kind of thing, what advice would you have for them? How to deal with their own emotions and how to support their loved ones? On a personal level try not to snowball things which is going to go against every subconscious decision you've ever made uh, every train of thought you've ever had is to snowball that's what we do so that's where you have a small issue and you, you grow it into this thing that it isn't get the facts not the emotions so that was for me probably the first week was was horrible because you think okay well how long has he got that's the first thing we taught is okay it's the worst case scenario so learning the facts separating those from my incorrect emotions. For me personally, that was the biggest thing that, that helped me. I could only do that though, if dad would talk to me. So knowing that dad and, and his wife were very supportive of the fact that Ben and I do care, we, we cared a lot and they would see that we were going down a path that may not necessarily be accurate. So we were thinking the worst. Uh, for them to sit us down and say, look, step one is this step two is this step three is this and eventually that will lead to the robotic surgery and that's getting fed from the doctors so we were on a couple of um, phone link pumps that they had he had them on speaker i was in the office 
we were listening in, uh, not necessarily like contributing to the conversation, but just listening to the facts. That was huge. Knowing where he is up to, knowing what will happen, not what we think will happen. We're not doctors. We're, we're just insecure blokes that just think the worst. So understanding facts from emotions personally helped me the most that I could have. And coming out of the victim, or the, my father with the victim, the best thing that they could do is understand they're not on their own. Understand, and this might sound harsh, that it's not just about them. Uh, there is family, there are big friends, there's, there's other people. It affects a wider community. Uh, knowing that that community is only there to help and support them. So once dad understood that the more he told us, the better we felt, being a father, the better he felt. So getting him forced out of his comfort zone and into a more of a father role, knowing that we want to know what's going on, actually helped him as well. So from personally, separate fact from emotion, from the person going through the issue, doesn't matter what the issue is, communicate. It's going to be the only success formula that I can come up with. Oh, it's definitely valuable and it definitely would make a huge difference. Especially like if people don't know what's happening, then, you know, you've got that, you've got that reactive state constantly like, oh, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. This is the worst. Yep. Like you and said. We do. Yeah. Okay, scenario. That, is our, that is our default. Yeah. Fight or flight. That's how the brain works. Subconscious says, oh shit, this is, God, this is the worst case scenario. And generally we, we, we believe that once you lock that in your head, it's hard to get out. So definitely don't think the worst. Um, being naive and also being stubborn is a fine line as well, but get the facts, separate your emotions. When you have those facts, then you know how to react. Uh, that, that's, that would be huge advice coming from what, where we've gone through. Yeah. No, perfect. Well, thanks so much for your time today. It's been super good. Yeah. You've, you've definitely like filled, you've given so much value. And I know like a lot of people who may be going through the same circumstances will definitely get value from this and it'll help them to support only that person they love and also keep themselves in check as well which i think is really important obviously people second biggest killer in men second biggest killer in men so we we it's there people might be oh maybe it is it is it's there factually statistically it's an issue so i appreciate the opportunity talking about it it's Um, been it's good a pleasure and i think that's really important is that people realize that you know how serious it is and it will yep, definitely empower a lot of people to take, go to the doctor. Like you said, get a blood test. You, Just yeah. stop ignoring it. Stop pretending it doesn't exist. It, it is. The more naive you get long-term, we're hearing people's in, even down in their thirties and they are getting successful tests and that's horrible, but they're getting the test. They're finding it. They know about it. They're getting treatments, technology, medication. It's amazing. It's evolving. So there are good outcomes but you've got to be on top of it. Uh, mammograms and, and all the things with all the breast cancer and stuff, women, they, they are actively looking at themselves. We're looking at them too, obviously, but not ourselves. We are useless. So they're getting their physical exams. They, they are all over it. And that still kills the most people that have any cancer. So we are still struggling as far as a population trying to actively help ourselves. So we do all the fitness training, you do all the eating, you do all these things. My father was one of those people, trained two, three times a week, ate unbelievably well, hasn't had KFC in 32 years. 
which is not something I can say, but he got it. So it doesn't matter how well you look on the outside of your figure. If you don't know what's happening on the inside, you sort of set yourself up to fail. So look after your insides and then go and see Chris for your outsides. He's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, my advice for you. Well, I'll leave it at that for today. Again, thanks very much for your time. If anyone wants to search up your cool little funky socks, what is your website? We've got www.brotoes.com.au. So bro being brothers and toes being toes. Otherwise, bro feet doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound so good. Brotoes, <laughs> uh, well, we've got the Facebooks, we've got the Instagram that just sort of shows you what the new designs are and where I'm going in the car. And, and that's all Brotoes. A couple of nature shoots. Yeah, that's uh, Brotoes underscore socks uh, with Instagram and, and just Brotoes for Facebook and it should come up straight up. Bit of fun. 300 different designs i'm sure there's something for everyone i'm sure that there's heaps for everyone i'll definitely be looking on there soon yeah i've seen i've seen yours you got the flamingos going yeah yeah I've oh you've got them yeah definitely i'll definitely um hook into those for sure thanks again so much Absolutely. for your time adam appreciate it no worries all i appreciate it thanks very much thanks so much for listening into that episode i hope you really enjoyed that and got some value out of it Again, if you did enjoy this episode and you do love this podcast, leave us a review, share it with your friends and family, subscribe, show your support, because the impact that we can make together is the impact that's going to help change someone's life, change their perspective, or help them overcome an obstacle they may be facing right now. Thanks so much for listening in, guys, and until next time.